Todd Bowl. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Godwin scores the first of 2021. What a drive by Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Do what cable can't with Frontier Fiber Optic Internet. Visit Frontier.com to learn more. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access. I am so excited to be joined by none other than Mike Evans. Mike, thanks for being with me. No problem, Casey. All right, so playing in a full Raymond James Stadium, that had to be something you had been looking forward to for a long time, especially with COVID and everything. What was that like to finally walk in there and hear those fans again? It was unbelievable. You know, fans make this game go, and it was a you know fun first game to, to be a part of. And how much of the Super Bowl ceremony did y'all even get to see or know was happening? And, and what was that like to know that there's this whole Super Bowl celebration happening, but you guys are supposed to be moved on next season? Yeah, all that. I thought that kind of weird. We didn't get to see, like, uh, was it something dropped or something? I didn't even, we didn't get to see. Yeah, y- y'all were just in the locker room. Yeah, we were in the locker room. Yeah. We came out and then they gave us a, a really warm welcome and then yeah. the game started. Yeah, well, it was it was great. I'm sad y'all got to y'all missed it, but I'm sure BA yeah. was probably happy as much as he's been trying to get y'all to move on. Um, how how much has that been a focal point of his of the mental side of moving on to another season? Yeah, that happened, but now this is new season, new team, all of that. Well, I mean, obviously you have to do that. You, yeah. you can't be complacent, and as a coach, you have to. You know, obviously this this is a great group of guys we have. We have great leadership all around the team, but you know, BA has to do his job and make sure that we're focused on this season last year's in the past and uh, you know we know that but he has to do his job and how do you try to do that individually what is the mental approach to this season and, and is it similar or different to other seasons for you knowing mm-hmm. the success y'all had what what was your mental state coming in just trying to win another one I mean that, that's the goal and um, you know it, it's easy for me every year to stay focused and locked in because you know I love this game uh, so much I love being able to compete at the highest level uh, God has blessed me with so many uh, abilities and great people around me and I just want to you know, make the most of my opportunities so it's easy for me every year to come in uh, focused. I think I heard a lot of guys were getting Super Bowl tattoos. Are you one of those mm-hmm. guys? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got mine right on my chest. It hurt, man. I was going <laughs> to get it on my neck or or a, a, a bigger one but you know, I was able to get this one and uh, it's alright but you know, if we, if we get another one then I'll probably go to the neck. Oh, that, it'll be a neck tattoo? So this one's on I'd the chest? i have to. Yeah, you have a lot of tattoos, so for you to mm-hmm. say this one hurt, that must mean something. They all, they all hurt, you know, after 25 years old. They all start to hurt now. <laughs> now that my you're an old man. Yeah, my tolerance used to be much better, you know, when I was getting them when I was 16 and you know, stuff like that. But yeah, now, now they're, they're a little hard for me to get for some reason. That's so funny. <laughs> That's great. Um, what, so what is the, the Super Bowl tattoo you got? How did you decide what you wanted it to look like? I mean, most of the guys on the team that got them look the same. You know, pretty much you got the, the LV and uh, just uh, the trophy, uh, mm-hmm. just got it on my chest. Uh, it's all right, if you can see it, mm-hmm. it's right there. So. Yep, LV and trophy, yep. So how, how does it feel different this year being the hunted, essentially? Do you feel like already, even just with one game under the belt, or even just the way mm-hmm. the coverage of you guys has been, can you tell a difference in other teams' approaches coming in, knowing that you guys are the ones everybody's trying to dethrone? I mean, we, we want to play the one game. Uh, we got Dallas's best shot. Uh, they, they're a really good team. They played us really well. Uh, but last year, I felt like we were the hunted because uh, you play on a team with Tom Brady. Everybody yeah. wants to beat Tom, so I just feel, it feels like feels like last year a little bit. You know, obviously we won the title 
And this year, you know, guys are going to measure themselves, you know, when they play us. So I know Doss is probably happy that, that it was a close game and that they could compete with a, with a championship team. So, How about having a whole year under your belt with Tom and just with this offense overall, With I mean, bringing everybody back. Mm-hmm. How different did week one of this year feel as compared to week one of last year? Uh, way different. You know, obviously we put ourselves in, in harm's way, you know, this game, but I mean, we still found a way to get the job, job done, played great situational football. Um, you know, Tom was connecting with, with everybody uh, in the game. So, I mean, we're, we're definitely ahead of where we were last year. I mean, does it feel like, I know the offense last year, there was this point when it felt like it all clicked mm-hmm. that you guys were like, all right, now we've gotten this figured out. And I think it almost sounded like guys were even sad that there had to be the break that the season ended because mm-hmm. y'all were in such a good role. Did you feel like the offense was able to pick back up from where y'all were last year, or did you need a little bit of that same adjustment period to, to get clicking again? No, I feel like we picked up, you know, where we left off. Um, we, we did we did pretty good on offense if you take away the turnovers. We did really good. You know, we stopped ourselves. Um, but, you know, at the end, we always focus on two-minute, and, uh, you know, we, we did a good job at the end of the game and uh, got the job done. We're talking to wide receiver Mike Evans. Uh, I, I feel like from what everyone said, yourself included, and coaches and other players, that this was your best training camp of, of your career. Would you say that's a, a fair statement? You definitely. Top yeah. one or two. Yeah. What, yeah, what was it? Yeah. What was mm-hmm. it about this camp? What did you do differently? And, and why, why was everyone noticing that this was such an incredible camp for you? Um, I'll say because I'm, obviously I'm in better shape. So, you know, I, I look like a different player when I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, Don't we but, all? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't get, you know, I didn't have an injury, you know, this count, you know, thank God. Um, you know, I just I just felt real fresh. And each year I just pride myself on getting better, being a better route runner, being a better playmaker. So I think that that happened. Is, I mean, I feel like you talked about being in better shape. Has there been any influence from uh, Brady and his insane health uh, <laughs> regimen and commitment that he has to this? Have you looked at him and um, thought, if I want to look like that at 44, this is what definitely, I got to do? That's definitely inspiration. And, you know, when I'm 44, I hope I'm able to be, you know, being able to move like that and they'll feel that good and, and look younger than I did. <laughs> um, you know, he looks even younger now than he did when he first came in. But of course, you had that baby face coming out of college looking I younger did. than that. That's going to be tough. <laughs> I don't plan on looking that young ever again <laughs> uh, with, with the chubby cheeks I had. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Tom definitely gives us inspiration as far as, you know, taking care of your body, and you know, that's what we all you know, try to reach. Someone else looking like the young version of themselves is Gronk. I mean, that oh, guy, yeah. he also seems to be doing the Benjamin Button, aging, aging mm-hmm. backwards over here. I mean, finished the game with eight catches, 90 yards, two TDs, and he and Tom, that was their 100th connection for a touchdown in their careers, which is just crazy. So what have you seen – from Gronk and maybe the difference in him this year versus last year, having that whole year under his belt, and, mm-hmm. and just what he brings to you guys as an offense. I mean, he's the best tight end to ever play the game, and we saw, you know, what he did. We saw like what was his best season, twenty twelve Gronk, when he had the seventeen touchdowns and over like twelve hundred yards or something like that. It's insane. Uh, but you know, he was doing everything that you know we know he could do. You know, making big catches, run, running after the catch, um, back shoulder ball, get in the end zone. That's what Gronk does. Um, he had a phenomenal camp in preseason, and, uh, you know, he's showing it. And A.B., another one, I mean, 121 yards and a touchdown. Um, what did you see specifically in this game against the Cowboys of what was working well for him? Mm-hmm. I mean, him and Brady connected on the on the deep ball was like 40-plus yards, 
and he was rolling. Uh, great throw by Tom, and he just kept running and ran under it. I mean, A.B. is definitely you know, one of the best receivers to ever play this game, and he hasn't lost a step. I know he's 33 years old. Um, you know, last year he came at the end of the season and, uh, you know, helped us win the Super Bowl, but this year he's, he's getting to start week one, a uh, fresh start. So, you know, it's big having him to start the season. Yeah, what, what is the difference in that in terms of for you guys as an offense to have him from day one yeah. and then what you've seen of how, the difference it made for him as well? I mean, you got to get that flow going. You know what I'm saying? He came back week nine against one of the best defenses in the, in the league last year. Um, you know, that's tough duty with, with one week of practice. Um, he's had a great, great camp. He, take care, he, take, he takes care of his body uh, just like Tom does. You know, they're always working on their body. Every time uh, I can look at their stories or whatever, Instagram stories, and they're always like, you know, working out or taking care of their body, doing something like that. So, you know, it's great to have him to start the season. And, uh, you know, we're trying to, you know, be one of the best offenses to ever do it. So we definitely uh, have to have him. And you had sort of been the, the elder statesman of the wide receiver mm -hmm. room. And then to have him come in, I know he is a guy that you had watched before and probably looked mm -hmm. up to as a wide receiver. Yep. Um, what is it like to have someone that you, you did watch and look up to to then come in and join? It's crazy. I never thought I'd be able to – be able to play with Antonio Brown, you know, I, I thought our situations would be he'd always be in Pittsburgh, uh, being a, one of the number one receivers in the league, and I'd be trying to, you know, take the throne from him, uh, you know, in Tampa. But, you know, you know, things happened in his career, and it ended up good for us. He, he helped us win a Super Bowl, and he's here now, and hopefully he can help us win uh, multiple Super Bowls. And how do you see the addition of guys like Gronk and A.B. affect the way that defenses even take you on that because you were the guy that was mm -hmm. just so always always the focal point of every defense mm -hmm. did you start noticing a shift in the way that some people were were guarding you when this offense came in and when all these guys came in or is it still pretty similar um, it's, it's similar um you know i'm the x receiver so you know i'm still gonna take a lot of coverage but um teams that play a lot of one high coverage i mean it's a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups over the field and you know we, we like our our chances versus teams like that, but the teams that play too high shell and you know try to make you, you know, play in front of them, you know, those teams still play us very similar. And how about just the Cowboy game overall? I, I wanted to hear for you uh, what was going through your mind for that final drive in particular. And when it comes down to that, I mean, I'm sure that's what you guys. I was, live I for. was exhausted, yeah. but <laughs> I, I was I was tired. I got I got fatigued at that last drive. I can't lie. Uh, but before the, other than that, you know, I was I felt fresh. But that last drive, you know, just running every route full speed and you only got a minute left, uh, it gets tiring, but that's why we practice it. Uh, but we, we definitely were confident. Uh, we knew we needed a field goal. We practiced those situations so much. And, um, you know, we got the best to ever do with throwing the ball. So, you know, we made it happen. Yeah, and what is it like to know you have that confidence in your kicker, too, that for you guys, when you are mm -hmm. running those routes full speed, Absolutely. when you're when you know it is going to yeah. come down to him, what does that do for you as an offensive player during that drive? Oh, we were very confident. We got to get Ryan's. We got to get him inside the 42, 40 yard line. Um, very accurate kicker, very clutch, and we had the utmost trust in him. Uh, when I walked up the field, I said, "We won this game." Uh, he made the kick, and you know, we won. And how do you feel overall about that game? That now you've had a few days to to digest it, mm -hmm. and you know, a win is a win, however it comes. Absolutely. But I also know that there were some things about the game that you guys would like to have gone differently. So digesting it a few days now. Overall, big picture for the offense, because we'll make you talk about the defense, but for the offense, how, how do you feel like you guys did and, and the takeaways from that game, what you want to kind of take from it moving forward? I mean, just clean up little things. I mean, we're, we're definitely, you know, on the right track, and um, 
we can definitely get to where we want to go. You know, obviously, winning this league is tough, especially against a team uh, that talented. Um, but we'll take it, and uh, you know, I feel like we learned from it. Got a division opponent coming up this this Sunday, and uh, you know, we got to take it to them. All right. Well, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Mike Evans, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We are here with Mike Evans, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Um, Mike, I wanted to talk about you know Chris Godwin and his game and then just him at large. But um, first, let's, let's talk about his game against the Cowboys. I mean, he gets a touchdown. He's got a catch to set up a field goal. I know mm. he had a fumble that he'd love to take back. Yep. How do you feel like he would evaluate his game and what was it like watching him kind of fight through a little bit of that adversity towards mm-hmm. the end to still have the essentially game-saving play in some ways? Chris is an unbelievable player. I mean, he um, he's very critical of himself, so n- nobody's more critical than, than he is of himself. And, uh, you know, obviously he wouldn't want the fumble, but, you know, he made up for it and then some at the end getting us in, in field position, making a really tough catch. Um, to set up that, that game-winning field goal. So, I mean, the perseverance he had and showed and the, the toughness he brings to our team, um, he definitely helps his team go. And, uh, you know, we need him throughout this season if we want to accomplish what we can accomplish. And how big was that catch that he made at the end? Like, when you were, did you get a chance to really kind of see that happen? Or Yeah, it was a tough catch. It was like a lot of hand fighting. It looked like the DB was holding his arms, and then he just out-muscled him and, and Tom threw a great back shoulder ball, and he caught it. And I remember on that play, I didn't get open at all. I was just so tired. Um, number seven got, got good hands on me right there. Um, but we were trying to get out of bounds. So he was playing a smart plan, outside leverage on me. And I just seen Chris make a really tough catch. And, uh, you know, I knew that was enough to, to get in field goal range. And, and you've gotten to watch him his whole career here. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think are the things about him we should appreciate most? Or in, in maybe even the ways that you've seen him grow as a player that just as, as a wide receiver, mm-hmm. you know him better than anybody in terms of watching this. What Tell tell us why we should appreciate him to the max. I mean, his toughness. I mean, obviously his playmaking and, and just making big plays, first downs, you know, running after a catch, uh, high effort plays. But his toughness is, you know, what we should definitely appreciate the most. Uh, super tough player, plays through so many injuries that nobody would ever even know about. Um, but he goes out there and it looks like he's 100%. Um, you know, that's just the guy he is. I think a lot of times people have the um, the stereotype that wide receivers are divas. And you and Chris being the leaders of this wide receiver room, mm-hmm. I know both of you pride yourselves on not being that. And how do you see that – why is that something that has been important to you guys of, of being more humble, selfless, team-first mentality? How do you see that affect – Mm-hmm. You know, young wide receivers coming in, just the tone it sets for that room and, and what that means for the offense. Well, me, me and Chris are just being who we are. I mean, that, that's all it is. You know, I mean, I understand that, you know, in the past in NFL history, there have been guys labeled as divas. But, you know, guys are just being who they are. You know, in our position, um, it could be it could be emotional because we have a, to rely on a lot of other factors uh, to make sure that we stay happy and, you know, we're doing our jobs and things like that. But... You know, we're just being who we are. You know, we love the game of football. Um, we know we're so blessed to be in this position, and we're not going to take that for granted um, and burn any bridges or anything like that. We're just going to be who we are, and that's just football players who, who love our families and uh, just going to try to go out there and dominate and be as physical as possible. 
And, you know, the mental side of what Chris did in that game of having the big fumble but then not letting that get to him mentally to still be able to come in and make mm-hmm. those clutch plays. I know you've talked about how the, the mental side of on the field is something you have worked a lot on since you were a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the areas you think you've grown the most in when it comes to the, the mental side of the game? Just knowing how to get to the next play. And then there's a lot of veteran players and guys that I've played with that I've, I've watched them being able to put a play in the back of their mind or a bad game in the back of their mind and just focus on what's ahead because you can't dwell on a pass. And each year I try to get better at that because, you know, at the end of the day it's just it's just one catch or just one game. And, you know, that won't define a whole season. So I just try to you know, keep that mindset and uh, you know, keep that going. We're talking wide receiver Mike Evans. How about in terms of the – um, the physical side or the more X's and O's of football? If you were to look back at, at rookie Mike Evans mm-hmm. to now, uh, what would be the things that you'd, you'd say you've, you've changed in the most or grown in the most? Mm. I mean, I would say I'm not as angry as I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not as angry as I used to be. Um, I used to just be so angry out there. I don't know why. Maybe because I was overweight. Um, I was overweight <laughs> you were out just there. Tired. I was tired. We all get hangry. We um, all get tired. You know, you know. Team's not doing well. Um, I did have a lot of fun my rookie year, even though we were two and fourteen. It was my first taste of the, you know, the, the best league in the world. And um, you know, we were two and fourteen. I didn't care. And after a while, it started getting, started to rub me the wrong way. Um, you know, wanted to win, but I definitely the mental side, like I talked about earlier, learning how to put that in the back of my mind uh, and just focus on on the, the present. Um, and then just my weight. I got my weight down. Uh, I, run, I run way better routes than I did. You know, I watched myself as a rookie. You know, I was a beast. I was physical, could catch. My routes weren't terrible, but they, they're nowhere near where they are now. Uh, my understanding of the game has grown tremendously. Um, a guy that I've always looked up to, Casey Hampton, uh, he, he told me when I was in college one day, uh, he said, the game's going to slow down you like you never thought it could mm. and uh you know i'm at that point now you know each year it slows down more and more for me um and that just comes with you know reps and uh just doing it for a long time so do you remember what helped cause that shift of you being able to handle it mentally better of what mm-hmm. was it something that you just were watching yourself and decided i need to do this different was it something other people yeah said? i think I, I think i did a good job of like self-correcting it mm-hmm. you know i'd watch myself on film get upset about a call that you know, I thought it was the, the wrong call by a referee or something like that, but it ended up being the right call. And I'm like, my body language, I hated my body language. Mm. And I still, I'm not perfect. You know, I still have bad body language here and there. Uh, you know, the game is, you know, I'm very passionate about it and I care so much. But I think I do a much better job with my body language. You know, I've seen, I've seen myself in the past do things I, I didn't like. And, uh, you know, I got better at that. And now you're the guy, the first to have a 1,000 yards in your first seven seasons and uh, I know we we did a panel discussion recently where you talked about if you could be known for one stat it would mm-hmm. be yards mm-hmm. why, why is that such an important stat to you why was the a thousand yards first seven yeah. seasons why why were those particular I mean, you've got so many good stats it's not like you're lacking in this area why were those so important to you all right first um, when we did that panel I said yards because you get more involvement you know, I think that's why basketball was my favorite sport for a really long time because you can get involved more. You know, as a receiver, you're kind of limited. You know, you can block and you run your routes as hard as you can. If the ball comes your way, then you got to make the play. Um, you know, basketball, you can get more involved, get a steal, dive on the ground, try to get a block, try to guard the other team's best player. Um, you know, but in football, you know, yards, when you're getting a lot of yards, that means you're, you're getting a lot of opportunities. 
and you're having more effect on the game. You know, you can get a touchdown. I had two touchdowns for uh, two yards and two catches last year. Um, and that affected the game, but we were on the one yard line. You know, we could have handed that to the back. They probably would have ran it in. But yards, you just you get more involved in the game. And uh, you know, I'm I feel like I'm a you know I'm a really good player, and I feel like uh, you know yards it helps the team. And then that record, it was important because it was NFL history. The first to to be able to do that in the history of the NFL, uh, a league that I watched since I was five years old, uh, that I love, and that you know I'm now in. Uh, to have the record and hopefully they'll extend it for you know however long I can, that'll be awesome. And beating Randy Moss edit was that uh, a, a tiny bit of the the love of that? Stat? I, absolutely, the being being mentioned with the greats and guys you look up to is always a reward, and to pass them is even a bigger reward. Yeah, I mean, so for you, who would be those wide receivers? that you looked up to mm-hmm. the most when maybe like as a kid, maybe yeah. as a, oh, it, in, it, in the league? Easy. Randy, Randy Moss and you know, Marvin Harrison, uh, Reggie Wayne, you know, Brandon Stokely, because Peyton Manning was my favorite player. But there was one other guy I always had to watch was Randy Moss. Whenever he was on primetime, I'd always have to watch Randy Moss because I, lo- I loved just taking the ball out of somebody's hands when I was young. Just I was just like, throw it up. I'm awesome. I used to always say that, and then I'd play with Randy Moss on uh, – if I didn't play with the Colts, I'd always play with the Vikings. So Randy you could Moss. play with him, Randy yeah. Randy Moss, yep, just throw it up to him. Is it weird for you to think that down the road we could be having this discussion with the player and you'll be the answer of who they looked up to, that you're <laughs> going to be the Randy Moss for this next generation of guys? Man, it's crazy. Recently, like the past few years – a couple of guys said they watched me at Texas A&M, and they've been watching me, and they model their game after me, like the bigger guys, bigger receivers that are in college and, and stuff like that. And uh, that's the ultimate praise, and, and that's a, the utmost honor for me um, that I can just be a, a, mo- a role model for, you know, the younger generation of receivers coming up and you know, try to make a name for themselves. It's also make you feel a little old. No, not really. <laughs> good, because no, you're just, not. It makes me feel good yeah. know, that, I, that I've done a, a little bit in my career, and hopefully I can do more. That's perfect. And how about uh, looking at Tom Brady and, and him coming in here, now that you've had a whole year with him, what are some of the little things about him that maybe fans don't know about why he's so good or why people want to play with him? Well, he's the ultimate winner, uh, great teammate. People people know. Everybody knows now. It's all documented. It's just he does he does it right, you know, all the time, and he doesn't, you know, deviate from the plan ever. You know, he's just gonna he's gonna work hard. He's gonna watch the most film. He's gonna put us in the best positions, um, and that's just it. I mean, everything you see is, is is what it is. I remember on that same panel discussion, you talked about how good he is at protecting you. Um, what are some of those things that we wouldn't know necessarily from watching the film, mm-hmm. and? How important is that to you? Some of those little things that aren't just the way he yeah. makes I mean, a play. If you got a deep end cut and you're playing against uh, Luke Keekley or a, a smart linebacker, they know they know if I'm running it. They say watch watch 13 on the end cut. Like th- they know the defense knows they're smart too. Um, but sometimes you you got to get it. You have to go that way. And he he'll throw you low to protect you, or he'll throw you a back shoulder so he won't just go all the way screaming in there to that linebacker. To, to knock your head off. So he just does things like that to, to protect us. Um, and we appreciate that. Have you seen there be any ways that he's made you better 
either by the way he throws to you or just things that he's talked to you about or that, that you've learned from him watching him? Yeah, he's the, he's the greatest football mind I've ever been around. Probably the greatest football mind in history. Um, just talking to him, he, he just shows me so many things. Uh, when we watch film, break down film, um, he's just on another level. And obviously, he's definitely helped me become a better player and um, you know a champion. How about the way he is just around the building? Did you Were you surprised at all about just his vibe or demeanor in the locker room, in the hallways, in the meeting rooms? I wasn't surprised. Um, you know, I, I never really met him other than the time we played him in 2017. Uh, after the game, he, he knew he knew what my name was. I was surprised. He was like, good game, Mike. And then, you know, that was it. But um, he's just a cool dude. I mean, that this loves football, loves to work. And, uh, you know, he's taking advantage of his opportunity. All right. Well, we still have plenty more here coming up on Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Mike Evans, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Mike Evans, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. So, Mike, um, I wanted to hear your thoughts also about the game that, that Dak had and those three incredible wide receivers. A lot of people were talking about how they're one of the few teams that has a wide receiver room that is potentially as potent as you guys, mm. um, which, of course, I'm sure we all in here in the building think that you guys are better. But uh, let's talk a little bit about what you saw from Dak coming back from that injury and what you saw from their three wide receivers in that game. I mean, they, they, they played great. The Dak coming back from that injury, I'm happy that he's, you know, he's healthy. Um, he looked really good, the best I've ever seen him, um, throwing the football. Uh, those receivers are phenomenal. I mean, they got three guys that are all number ones, potentially. And uh, you know, they, they did an amazing job. I, I know that Sean Murphy Bunting ended up getting injured on, on one of the plays covering them. What is that like for you guys to watch a teammate go down? And mm-hmm. um, what has he meant to this defense? You know, I mean, I know throughout training camp, you guys are going against them every single day. So tell us a little bit about what a loss of him for a game or for however long it is means, means to this defense. I mean, he played huge for us last year in that championship run we had. Um, you know, Sean's a really good player for us, really good young player um, who's coming to his own. And, you know, to see him have that injury, you know, it's tough, you know, watching your teammates go down, you know, all the hard work that we put in uh, into this and just, you know, get hurt in the first game, it, it, it sucks. Overall, our defense, looking at them all preseason and training camp, um, of course, they, they kind of get overshadowed sometimes just with the attention on when you bring in Tom Brady and Gronk and you have you guys that that's the national attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but how much of, of the Super Bowl run was thanks to them? How much have you seen them already be in, in midseason form to start the year? Just your experience going against them and, and what you take away from, from our defense. Oh, really good defense. Uh, they played a huge part in us winning the Super Bowl. Obviously, I mean, you watch the Super Bowl. Uh, held one of the best offenses ever to not a touchdown. I mean, that's that speaks volumes right there. But, um yeah, they're defense that flies around. We're not weak at any position, uh, any position group on defense. Um, you know, the first game of the year, they, they got some, some stops. They stopped Dallas in the red zone, who has a potent red zone offense, was huge. Um, got a turnover and uh, you know, ultimately, you know, help us win that game too. 
Looking at the way you guys won the game on Sunday, I, I was thinking about how being a kicker is so different than any other position. Mm. And, you know, he's out there just alone <laughs> in that moment. What do you think it would be like to be a, a kicker in that game-winning <laughs> spot? Would you Would you want to? That would be that would be nerve-wracking. But you know, the, the competitor I am, I, I want the game on line to be on me. So I mean, for me, I definitely I don't know how to kick though, obviously. <laughs> but you know, if I knew how to kick. And I'd love those moments. Yeah. Does it make you think that like the game winning free throws, is it do you feel like it's kind of a similar that, vibe? That's actually similar. Yeah. Definitely. And but you you I'm sure we're like Kicking is just about a different that. type of skill set though. Like yeah. you have to like do that for a long time to be good at it. But um I think it's similar to a free throw. So if you were gonna play another position on offense and then if you were gonna play a position on defense and let's imagine you're good at it, what would you wanna play? I would wanna play quarterback. Obviously, you know, you get the most control in the game, um, and defense, safety, because I played safety in, in high school for a few games. I led my team in, led my high school team in interceptions. Played two and a half games on defense. So. Yeah, look at you. Look yeah, at yeah, you. Yeah, a little something, a little something. I'm guessing. It was, it was just two interceptions, though. Just two, just two interceptions. Two interceptions to lead the team, though. I'm just imagining that you're but, saying uh, yeah. this to our defense, like as they're doing things, like, "Hey, by the way, guys, I uh, if you need any tips." Well, yeah, but there's yeah. a reason, you know, I, I play receiver because you know my skill set gravitated me towards that way. Towards and, that. and the better players play, more skilled guys play offense. Yeah, I'm That's sure just the, the truth. Yeah, I'm sure the defensive more talented guys are, skilled guys play receiver. I'm sure that I, I always <laughs> no love offense. that. No, yeah, no offense to any of our DBs truth, listening. Though. It is it is so funny to me how everybody talks about that. You know, DBs are only DBs because they can't be wide receivers is the joke Absolutely. all the time. Which, like, yeah, because you want to score touchdowns and you know, defense is great too. I love playing on defense because you kind of get to have more control. Though that's the only that's that's what's better about defense. But the thing I like about defense is tackling. I made one tackle last game. Arm hurt, jaw was hurting. I barely like shoestring tackled the guy, and it, it hurt better than getting tackled. So that's know, I'd rather get tackled than tackle. See, that's so funny. I feel like a lot of times the defensive guys are always saying, like, oh, yeah, I want to be the one laying the hits on, not taking them. And then oh, you're man. out there like, no, thank you. Yeah, I, well, now, I mean, at this point, I know how to, like, brace for contact and yeah. when to get down and, and make people miss. But, man, tackling's hard. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, how about the messages from B.A. And, and some of the other coaches after the game? What was the stuff that they – uh, we're saying to you guys in the locker room, or you know, since I know you guys kind of had a mini bye. All our stuff, I know. But, <laughs> I wasn't uh, nah, he, he was just saying, he was just saying, uh, BA was just saying, you want to win the game like that, then lose it. Uh, you can learn a lot more like that. And um, but we're all with him. We all understand that. Um, that was a good football team we played. First game of the year. Um, very hyped up game. Very fun game to be a part of. A lot of energy. Uh, we made some mistakes offensively, uh, which ultimately. Made the game as close, closer than it, it should have been. But, uh, you know, we found a way to win, and uh, that's all that matters. We're talking to wide receiver Mike Evans. How about Byron Lefwich as a coordinator? Now that you've had him for a few years, and, I mean, heck, you, you won a Super Bowl with him. Um, what do you love about him being your coordinator, and are there areas that you've even gotten to watch him sort of grow into that role over these few years? Yeah, man. Uh, Byron did an unbelievable job last year, especially, you know, after the bye week. We all just really like got together as an offense and, and, and with Byron and we just this is what we want to do for the rest of the year, and um, you know we did it. I mean he he caused some some great games in that playoff stretch, and uh, you know that's ultimately going to take us to the to the next level uh, with him as the OC. What are the ways you can remember and notice that he played and and maybe that he played 
quarterback. How do you see that influence the type of coordinator oh, he is? I mean, every time we're watching film, he, he talks as like a, a from a quarterback perspective every time. He's like, all right, when you see – you got to get – separation you got to come on the outcut you got to shave it back down so i can see some of your jersey so i can throw it if i see the defender's jersey i won't be able to throw it there so he always talks from a quarter quarterback's point of view and even and, like uh, he's it's funny because we know yeah definitely he always he's acting like he's like the quarterbacks when yeah. he's talking about like critiquing the how the the roster being ran and how like the quarterback sees it he always talks from that point of view so i think that helps him being an offensive coordinator because he knows what the receivers are supposed to do, tight ends, and the O-line and the running yeah. backs. So he knows it all. And does that help you, too, to hear from the quarterback Absolutely. perspective? Because now, yeah, you have that from him and Tom. He tells us exactly, exactly what the quarterback is seeing, and um, you know, he, he just tells us where they want us to be uh, as a you know, pass catcher. That's pretty cool. Um, how about how much you guys help – each other in terms of maybe even that offense defense idea of when you're going against them in camp are you giving tips to the dbs are they giving tips to you how much is that something that is is part of the learning experience yeah every time i've been on we you know both sides of the ball we help each other out give each other tips and then in practice uh you know if somebody makes a play on me i'll be like all right what did you see right there in my route and then you know i'd critique them if they ask me a question so you know it's always a lot of um you know help um, and speaking of our defense, uh, I am a big fan of Vita as a fullback. That's <laughs> my favorite thing when that happens. Um, what is that like for you guys as an offense to watch Vita come in just this wrecking ball? Um, Vita is a really good athlete. Yeah. You, y'all should see his high school tape. Uh, he played some offense in high school. Um, but he's su- such a big dude, so explosive. Um, co- he's coordinated as well. And uh, we might have some more packages for him throughout the season. I hope so. Yeah. Because uh, he, he, you know, he's a tank, and uh, he can catch. So hopefully we can throw him the ball. I know he scored that one touchdown in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah, man, I just am, am such we'll a see. big fan of that. I, I can't even imagine watching him come at you, on, getting <laughs> that, getting I that head want of steam. Problems at all. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy enough when he's on the defensive line and then goes. But to get that steam going from the fullback position, I'd be like, you know, you just go ahead. I'm going to yeah. just let I've you. I've seen other D-tackles in the past be in that position and fail. But he <laughs> – not him. Not him. He's too big. And and how about just getting to watch you know guys like him and, and Sue and our whole D line? I mean, how how much do you see they affect the other team and what they do? I mean, even just thinking at it from an offensive perspective, well, they're not going to let guys run the ball. Yeah. Like that D line's real mean, they're, and they complement each other so well, especially with our linebackers too. I mean, they, they don't want to let nobody run the ball, and they pride themselves on being you know one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best defense. Um, so. No, I love watching those guys work, especially on the D-line. And how about the outside linebackers? I know Shaq just doing what Shaq does, got himself a sack already, and yep. JPP still in there. Now we got the new guy, Joe Tryon. And what have you seen from that trio of guys mm-hmm. when you were watching them in training camp? They're going to be a problem. <laughs> and they they already been a problem. You had Joe, young gun, looks like JPP, uh, so fast off the ball, so explosive, uh, great teammate, willing to learn. I mean, man, we got we got better in that position, and uh, you know I look forward to them, you know, wreaking havoc all year. Yeah, that's a compliment to say he looks like JPP. I mean, that's. I mean, similar in size, movement, speed. Yeah. 
yeah, to have a to have a second JPP is, is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and how about Devin and Levante? I mean, now you got these guys as as captains, and I mean, Levante, the, the longest tenured Buck. Like, I feel yeah. like he was the guy that basically him and, and you were the ones that mm-hmm. fans were just so excited for to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> knowing how long y'all have been here. And um, what is what is a guy like Levante bring to this locker room? It, even separate from what we see as his incredible X's and O's of just mm-hmm. what he has meant to this franchise. Everything. Everything. You know, one of my favorite teammates ever. Um, a guy I'll, I'll, I'll always look up to, always have. Um, the ultimate leader and captain. Um, he talks to everybody on the team, not just defense or not just guys that have been here. He talks to everybody on the team. Um, if you have a problem, really, Levante's the guy to talk to mm-hmm. You know, on the team. If I have a problem, I'm talking to Big Bro. Uh, so, you know, for me, you know, he's the guy. Um, he, he'll always have your back no matter what. You're in the wrong, he's going to have your back. He's going he gonna to tell you, you know, you should have did something different, but he's going to always have your back. And, uh, you know, he's the ultimate teammate, and I love him to death. And what a perfect person to have as the mentor for Devin to come in here. And, I mean, again, a guy that just earned that captain spot so quickly, which shows what the team, you know, thought of him as such a young guy in, mm-hmm. in this league. Um Tell me what you guys see from the tandem of them. Of if if you were actually going to have to play against our defense, yeah. and you see Devin and Levante in the middle, yeah, what does that tell you? They'd be on the the game records board. Uh, the guys that we have to look out for those two guys. I mean, Devin going on year three, um, he 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 came in with just so many leadership qualities because he, he loves the game of football. He's wiry. Uh, he can talk really good. Um, but I mean, his play is, is the reason why he's one of the leaders on the team. I mean, he's an unbelievable player. He's close to being faster than me. I don't think he's faster than me, but he's super fast, runs sideline to sideline, can hit. He always wants to tackle, um, talks noise, backs it up. I mean, you know, and Levante David, we've we seen what he's done the last 10 years in this league, dominated. Um, they, they're definitely game records, and they're probably the best tandem in the league. You mentioned Devin's ability to talk. I saw he was the one that gave the, the pregame speech before the Cowboy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is your favorite person to give – pregame speeches on the team? I mean, I like them all. It's, it's either a side of four guys, I think. Or JPP. Man, I forgot about him. Maybe JPP. Yeah. I mean, I love when Levante gets his, gets his hype. I mean, Tom, obviously, is great. Devin's great, too. But JPP, he's just different type of energy. Yeah, JPP's the sure. best. He's the best. I, yeah, I do feel like each of those guys brings a very different energy to a pregame yeah. speech. Like, JPP, even if you don't know what he's saying, it's going to get you fired up. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, JPP. I felt that way even at the ring ceremony. Everybody's like, I don't know what he's saying, yeah. but he's hype about it. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, all right, well, how about some of your, your other wide receivers? We talked earlier about, um, you know, Chris and AB, but some of these other younger guys, you know, Scotty, Tyler Johnson, Jalen Darden. Um, let, let's start with Scotty and, and how you've seen him grow and, and maybe the role he could have this year when, again, it's just y'all have more weapons than you can even there's we need yeah. the games to be longer we need we need the games to be longer to have more chances for everybody to get the ball but uh what do you see is what scotty can bring and and how he's grown i mean obviously the deep ball aspect you know probably the fastest guy on our team um but he i mean he's a he's a, a little guy that's fast that can catch like i've seen guys like that that are fast and small that can run good routes but they, they can't catch as great uh, he has really good hands Jalen darden has really good hands and he can really run um Tyler had a phenomenal camp. Uh, working his, at the line of scrimmage, he's gotten way quicker and, um, you know, got, has a, b- a better toolbox than he did last year. This game, I mean, 
injuries can happen at any point, and those guys are going to be ready, um, you know, if that does happen. So, I mean, I, we all have a lot of uh, trust in those guys, and I truly believe that, you know, our receiver room is, you know, the best in the league, top to bottom. How much do you feel a responsibility to be a leader in that room and to talk to some of those younger guys to help them? I mean, we've talked about this is not a team lacking in leadership across the board. There's so many people. But, again, you're one of the longest-tenured bucks. You've proven that you're successful year in and year out in this position. How much do you feel the need to to sort of impart that wisdom on these these young guys? Well, I feel like it definitely, you know, is on is on my shoulders to, to lead the young guys. You know, I've been in this on this team for eight years now. Um, you know, I've been a captain f- for the last five seasons, um, so it's definitely my job. Uh, you know, I've done it. I've been in position, and um, you know, I definitely you know feel honored that they they do look up to me. They 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 want my my point of view and, and advice, and uh, you know, I try to give them the, give it to them the best I can. All right, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Mike Evans, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio Network. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Mike Evans. Uh, Right before the break, we were talking about your leadership ability, and that is not only... Uh, on the field and in the locker room, but you've just done so much in the community. You were the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Bucks last year. Um, you've got your foundation, and, and you guys have done so much, especially even just this last year. Um, why is that so important to you, and, and what are some of the things you guys have done that just make you really proud? Um, well, me and my wife, we give back, you know, we give scholarships to you know, un- impoverished kids that are making good grades that, you know, don't have the money to, to go to college per se, so... You know, we definitely want to reward that hard work, and we feel like education is a is an outlet and a, a stepping stone for success. Um, but it's something that I've always done. Uh, I'm just now in a position to do it. You know, uh, with my with my status and my you know my income, um, I'm able to help and you know just pay it forward because that's always something I, I've wanted to do, and my wife has wanted to do. And uh, you know, it just feels good that we're able to do that. You know, I love seeing um, a family or young kids just being able to meet me and just being happy to meet me. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's definitely one of the best things about the job, uh, just to be able to inspire and, uh, you know, see, you know, hopefully create change in somebody's life and, uh, you know, help them get on the right path. And I know that uh, you guys donated 50000 to the United Way of Galveston to help um, affected by some of the winter storms and um, 100000 to United Way Suncoast and Galveston with uh, coronavirus relief. And um, particularly with the, the Galveston stuff, I know you ended up getting the key to the city and a parade mm-hmm. in Galveston yeah. in the hometown. Uh, what did that mean to you? And I mean, you've, you've, already, you've gotten so many honors mm-hmm. and now you won a Super Bowl, but I have to imagine there's something about it being a hometown award that that is pretty unique absolutely i mean coming from that city you have to be there to understand uh, how tight-knit of a community it is but you know at that parade man it was it was like i was a kid again just seeing everybody that i i grew up with seeing people that you know cheered me on when i was playing little league for the galveston hurricanes or when i was playing at baja um basketball trying to get the team to state i mean i seen all these people you know at the parade and Man, it's, it's no love lost. It's all love every time I go back. And for them to honor me in that way, uh, you know, it really means a lot to me and my family. I know you had also um, befriended a cancer patient, Marco Solis, last year. You, yeah. you gave some financial assistance to the family and helped pay for the funeral and hosted them at a game. Um, 
how, what are the, the things about those moments that you love the most? What are the things that make you want to go out of your way like that for an individual person? It's one thing to donate a lot of money to a cause, but it's another mm. when you're taking time mid-season to, to talk to some individual person going through something difficult. I mean, that, that's easy to do, and it's within my power just to you know, just talk to a fan or a, um, a family uh, going through a tough time. You know, that, that's easy. You know, I definitely want to help, um, you know, when I can. And, uh, you know, when, when people are going through you know, tough times, uh, they need an uplift. And, uh, you know, I've been in that situation before, so, you know, I know what it's like. And we're talking to wide receiver Mike Evans. Uh, you guys have Atlanta coming this week, and typically when you have your division teams – um, you already know a whole lot that there's a lot of consistency and you, you've scouted them so much, you've played them so much, but now this Atlanta team, um, no Julio Jones for one thing. That's a, it's a pretty defining thing to be That's different. Huge. Yeah. Uh, and then new coaches, everything. What, what is the difficulty, um, in facing a team that typically would not take as much effort for you guys to scout when now it's a new year, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things different and there's, there's not a lot of tape on them yet. I mean, we just got to do our, our research. I mean, obviously, we want to be prepared and we don't know all their looks. We don't know what they're running on a certain down and distances. But that's never the case, no matter how good we scout a team or how much film we have. We can have 20 years of film on a, on a coaching staff and team. It won't matter because they're going to change up. They're going to change up something during the game, and we have to adjust. Um, we just have to adjust. Uh, we're going to watch what they did in preseason and, and week one and uh, try to get the game plan as great as possible uh, for what they have and then uh, just adjust when it's something different. Yeah, and you, you brought up how big it was to not have Julio Jones there anymore. Um, what What is it about him that has made him so talented and how does that shift things for a team like Atlanta to lose a guy like that? I mean, well, he's 6'4", 230. He probably got 3% body fat, runs a 4-340. Um, still to this day, I'm sure, um, he can catch every pass, and he can run every route. He can run screens, deep ball. He can block when he wants to. I mean, he's a he's a complete receiver, and he has the size. So I think he's you know similar to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, so he's amazing. He's, he's done obviously. it longer. He's done it longer, and um, you know, he, him and AB to me were the top two top receivers since I've been in the league. Um, I got to see him twice. Had to see him twice a year, and uh, every time I just felt like it was his his biggest game of the year was against us. And uh, you know, he's just phenomenal. The way he can bend at 6'4", 230, whatever, however much he weighs, is phenomenal. Yeah, and we, we talked earlier about the wide receivers you looked up to before you got in the league. So now mm-hmm. it sounds like he was one of the ones of current yeah. with you. Who, who else yeah. were, have been some of the guys? I mean, him, him and Calvin Johnson, Brandon Marshall, those guys are kind of like that I played in the league mm-hmm. uh, when they were in the league. Yeah, and how about the DBs that you enjoy watching and mm-hmm. to learn from? Who are some of those? Well, Richard Sherman's my favorite DB of all time. Uh, he's he's only like four years older than me, maybe. Maybe four or five years older than me. I don't know. How, I think he's probably four years older than me. But um, watched him a little bit at Stanford because uh, he was a converted. Uh, yeah. He was a receiver, and then he had to go to DB. You know, yeah. it, never, it never really happens the other way around. It's rare uh, if a DB goes to receiver. But um, I watched him there, and he was 6'3". And I don't, the way he attacked the ball – at DB, I loved it because DBs don't really attack the ball like that. They're just like they're nervous or something. They they get penalties and they just want to hold. He just turns around and finds the ball and attacks it like a receiver. That's why I always liked him and he trash talked. And he had he had swagger out there. So I've always loved that about him. You know, my first NFL game was to watch him against the Texans. 
um, in college, and uh, he had the, the game time pick six and went to overtime. And I've always loved Richard Sherman's game. And Ed Reed, my favorite safety ever. So you brought up his trash talking. Are you a trash talker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some guys try to like deny like I slow old. down every year. I slow down every year. <laughs> so physically but you don't n- slow down, n- but the mouth slows down? No, I'll talk a little trash. I, I don't really initiate it as much. Maybe here and there it'll be like playful trash talk with a, a guy I know on the other team. But if it ever gets like, like real heated trash talk, then they definitely start it with me. Yeah, you weren't the one that started it anymore. I don't start it no more, no. You're just like, I'm, I'm too tired for this, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got to save my energy. <laughs> I, I got to go focus on the play and all that. I got to just focus. That's so funny. Um, do you feel like that is something that matters in the game? Or does it is it just I, something that happens? I think it should be a part of the game, you know, definitely. Definitely. Uh, to some degree, though. Yeah. It should stay around a... Uh, eight level eight out of ten. Yeah. If you ever get to that ten, then things are bad. Then things are out of control. That's awesome. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. This has been amazing. Uh, congrats on all your off the field work and everything you've done on the field. Excited to see what you got going this year. Casey, thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks to all of you guys for joining us. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with Mike Evans, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio Network. <laughs>